Yeah, no, absolutely great. And uh, when you're at the end of a consultation writing your P of your soap notes, mm. everything's fresh. Everything's front yeah. of mind. You're like, okay, so this is what we did today. Uh, if things go as planned, we should be able to do this, this, and this. Um, and perhaps if things don't, you can have a backup option there and, um, you know, think a little bit on your feet at the time if things don't always, because things don't always go to plan. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I think on the note taking front, keep it all within the session and uh, give yourself a break at home. Yeah. And maybe that can be a challenge for you, Aiden. Hmm? Yeah. Just, uh, just one to add to the list, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've taken work out of the bedroom, which is a, um, a big, a big oh, thing good. for me. So um, I suppose separating where you rest and recuperate mm. from where you, you stress and get, get shit done, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's it's yeah, that same concept of like, I think they studied like high school students who study in bed and they found that they had way worse sleep quality because they would be, they, you need to associate the place that you rest with, uh, without without thinking too much Definitely. yeah it's uh i think it falls under sleep hygiene yeah it's, uh, yeah it's a pretty interesting topic in itself but i suppose we won't get too caught up in that yeah um well, other things to deal with burnout particularly in your circumstance um i guess something which i've i've tried to not not avoid per se but uh something which might be a bit controversial is i, th I think you don't need to push yourself to do extra work if you're already doing physio stuff so for example if you are thinking about doing sports coverage um, i know lots of people who do sports coverage if it's something that you love that's great go for it um <laughs> is that something that you love wrong <laughs> uh, i've never been into team sports no <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a cyclist i'm not i'm not a team sports kind of guy and um it doesn't appeal to me driving out to somewhere to get paid for like one or two hours and spending a, a whole weekend day what if it's like the velodrome I, what if it's the velodrome the velodrome oh yeah maybe maybe i'll, I'll go with the track the olympic track and, and team it might like him like with the little slip back helmet the stormtrooper helmet that's right yeah maybe that, see you do that and he, yeah that looks Just like a ferrari the back. the back of it looks like a ferrari yeah look at that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> anyway yeah I, think um, so I suppose i suppose cycling in itself uh would have been a a uh an outlet for you prior to the incident oh massive, um, massive. yeah and being in the profession of exercise prescription i suppose yeah. um we know and we have learned that any sort of particularly cardiorespiratory uh exercise can be quite good for your mental health yeah, super therapeutic. I remember yeah. mm -hmm. oh, just just there, there's definitely been days where I've been at work and just been like, oh, I just want to go and just have a bike ride. And I'll just go and just flog it down a hill, try not to crash. And and it's just it's just when you're not thinking about when you're just thinking about riding a bike or running, for example, it's very difficult to get caught up with simple things. Mm. Um and it's 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 very it's very helpful for me definitely if we're talking about lowering your risk of burning out yeah yeah and i suppose particularly as you're you're pushing yourself with your your cardio you're running your biking you're too busy focused on trying to breathe and not die as opposed yeah. to um the little problems that 
uh, may seem big uh, at the time. So I suppose that, that can be translated to, to general day-to-day -day life if there's like a little, little uh, something that makes you anxious, go out for a run, go out and move a little bit. If only it was uh, that simple, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, of course, it's not all as simple as that, but it definitely yeah. helps, and particularly with, with burnout, I think it's um, one and the same. Stay active, and it, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in your work. I think um, even this week, I hadn't really done anything up until today going for a run. So um, where, whereas usually you'd, you'd probably train a couple, couple or a few times a week. Um, yeah. But anyway, I suppose in terms of other things that we or we we can utilize to to prevent burnout. Um, well, 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 just along that same line, let's just yeah, talk about but, you know mental health in itself. Along that same line, is super important. Exercise isn't the only thing you can do to address it. Like if you feel super anxious in the workplace or anything like that, then like professional help is always really good and i think criminally underrated and even if your work workplace stress is really common like people go to get help from counselors and stuff because of workplace stress and the same thing if you're a student on placement as well and you're feeling the heat uh that's fine we should not we should not uh put a back burner on that and not that you were aid and just um yeah no, no no of course of course um i think I suppose we, we did touch on it briefly in a previous podcast, but there's this actually interesting bit of advice I, I did get from a, uh, a bloke in the year above uh, who I suppose gave me this information as I was going into my first week of placement. Um, he had the same placement. So it was pretty stressful cardio one at a, at a major hospital. Um, he essentially told me if the pressure gets to you, don't be afraid to walk to the bathroom lock the door and cry yeah. like and this this is um you know someone a, a friend of mine who i suppose was just sharing his experience and he, he found that if you know it should be a learning experience and if it's causing you that much stress take a moment just chill out gather yourself because I suppose you need to be composed when you're treating you know, particularly high-risk patients. And so um, even if it's for your work or, you know, students on placement, at, at your placement, you can just take a minute. It's okay. Take a minute to breathe. Um, yeah. And then once you sort of settle down, you can go ahead and, and try, uh, try doing what you were doing before. Yeah, and, and if you're not feeling, like if you're feeling uncontrollable, uncontrollably anxious or, or depressed or anything along those lines, then yeah, I guess that big message is like, it's okay not to be okay. Um, but if if that environment's making you feel like that, then you know, it's, it's, it's okay to try to get out of there as well. And, um, mm. you know, to do what's right for yourself at the end of the day. If, if, if the, if the clinical environment is stressing you out too much or the, the, the people or all the, the patients, whatever it is, then don't be afraid to put a hand up, give a shout out to your um, placement uh, organizer at your university, shout out to the ACU placement supervisor. She's an absolute angel. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, and and it, like, it's important to know that you're definitely not the only one. If anything, it's probably more likely that 
everyone's got like the majority of people are going through something similar yeah. it's a very stressful experience and you know even the most put together um calm and collected individuals will most likely have some sort of mental breakdown to an extent yeah and, and that's that's normal that is yeah. fine and that's almost expected so um i suppose those who are currently going through it or looking to go through placement year next year um yeah it's it's very normal and it's not something to be afraid of and i think um just on that note i think particularly people who are looking to or sorry not as confident to pass or people who are looking to do well in their placements to reflect uh to have it reflect on their gpa well is is the emphasis on uh, i think it's important to talk about the emphasis on success um and i think particularly in an academic environment you can be quite uh i suppose like you and i rob uh, you'd be quite quite i suppose like you do quite well in terms of your academics and then suddenly you're thrown into this very foreign environment um where you you're applying all your theoretical knowledge practically and it doesn't versus go street smarts right yeah i mean to put it put it simply sure yeah. but yeah. um even still it's it's a very uh, i think it's very important to shift the focus away from doing well in a placement to learning from the placement yeah, and I think um, thankfully for us and for myself, uh, we weren't graded on our placements because of the COVID environment and um, how it's mucked around with our old placements and the like. So that personally put a that was a huge relief for me because yeah, it was I was pass fail. Yeah, pass fail and yeah. and uh, for my goal of getting first class honors, usually you'd have to um tick all the you get an hd in every single placement yeah. and that is and then on top of that you're writing like an evidence-based practice assignment it was just this whole load of just work thrown at you that needed to be done at a high high level and um yeah just having that burden of success or needing to succeed lifted was uh, definitely a huge huge um i suppose turnaround from placement front and and preventing uh, or limiting the sort of sense of burnout i suppose yeah yeah uh i think that's massive like we know academic success doesn't translate to practical success as well and so it's not it's not worth stressing yourself out if you're not performing in a practical sense even if you were good as an academic like there's plenty of bad physios who mm. who are really smart in their academics and who did really well at that, uni. That's why um, GPA doesn't matter as much in our profession. I think like yeah. I'm sure it might matter in I don't know maybe the business world or something. Yeah. Where getting to an internship, you need X GPA um, with you know all these other bits and bobs. But like within physio, if you're a good person and you you know you particularly as a new grad, they're not really looking for you to know much at all no they're not anything and like i in terms of my own experience like um i was a bit ashamed by the uh, outcome but my boss didn't really seem to care when i when i was having my interview i was being asked all these attachments of muscles and um how to manage x y and z 
um, what, what nerve supplies, what muscle, yada, yada, yada. And I could answer, I probably failed that, that interview if it was a pass fail and I still get the contract the next, the next interview because I didn't break down and emotionally uh, just like be overcome by the fact that I couldn't answer any questions or, um, you know, you could sort of withstand the, the pressure of a, I suppose a tense environment you could say so um that's that's what employers are sort of looking for i think in, yeah. in a new graduate at least like they're not expecting to know anything and yeah that's 100%. that's good for them because they can shape you into the physio that they want and mold you into treating the way that they would like yeah um, yeah and i think i'm not sure about you rob but personally i been sort of molded to treat a certain way particularly for shoulders um which i'm definitely thankful for and something we'll probably talk about in a later podcast but um yeah like i I suppose what are you what are your thoughts on that yeah i think i mean yeah as i was saying like there's plenty of good physios that are crap academics and there's plenty of good academics that are crap physios because Mm. yeah practical experience and doesn't translate to academics experience and vice versa and you don't need to to stress a, you should try to focus on it all as a learning experience and and even even in your even in your clinical work you know just remember that everyone's learning every single day even the most experienced physios mm. um you will screw up it's guaranteed well, i'm sure we've both screwed up Not uh yeah yeah plenty yeah. of times and just don't don't put too much pressure on yourself to be the the greatest and the best and greatest first thing out first cab out the ranks. It's just not fair on yourself. Um, it, it's not plausible. Like, no, it's not possible. until you have experience. I don't care if you've been to five musculoskeletal placements in your in yeah. your placement year. Yeah, there's no way that you yeah you've learned enough to be comfortable. If you um, think yeah, you're a good physio. After placement, you're a bad physio. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee yeah, it. But, uh, that that curve, isn't it, Rob? Where oh, it's like um, Dunning Kruger Kluger effect is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, when you're first learning about something, you think you know everything. Yeah, and then the minute you realise there's a little bit more out there, the less and less confidence you are confident you are in in yourself. Um, which, yeah, which, which is interesting. And so I suppose if you're coming out of university and you're feeling confident, I'm, I'm happy for you. But <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a very rude awakening, um, particularly if uh, I suppose the clientele lets you know about it. And that all depends on where you work. Um, yeah. yeah but you're, mine are very honest yeah. um, and uh, critical. But that, I suppose that just helps you helps you grow a bit quicker and adapt a little bit quicker and work a bit harder definitely let's let's finish off last point where do you reckon people go after after physio after those five years that magic number where 50 percent drop out where do they go Ed? right um i think they either go off to study medicine mm, that's common definitely it, Generally, because some people don't find physio challenging enough, yeah. um, but perhaps that's a little bit naive, uh, but I don't know. Depends uh, on how far you take it, though. Yeah, it, absolutely. And yeah. I suppose in terms of um, 
In terms of probably on the more common side, yeah, common side of things, they'll end up going down this medical, medico business, medico legal type type yeah. industry um i think uh one of my placement uh, supervisors actually ended up doing this the other thing, a few months ago now um transferred to selling orthopedic products yeah i've heard that as well sales and In sales yeah, a shit ton of money yeah. um which is the main differentiator that you know there's probably also a lack of passion potentially or just just lost passion i suppose over the years of, of just being flogged at private practice yeah and and oh, look it's it's totally understandable isn't it i mean physio is surprisingly not as lucrative as people think uh especially if you are you know a small small unsuccessful business or you're especially uh, as a new grad as well it's not very lucrative and and, it, and it's got it depends on what you do with it you know it's like it's like any it's like any profession it depends on what you do with it um mm. but generally speaking it's not as lucrative as people think you're not going to end up making gp and doctors big bucks right um, yeah even so, yeah you can you can earn like substantially more yeah um, but that's generally speaking not as fulfilling a work or maybe challenging is a better word. It really, de- it really depends on your perspective of it. And I, I don't blame anyone who's driven more by money at the end of the day, because mm. it's very unfortunate, but a lot of, a lot of what we decide to do with ourselves is, is based on that decision. And I'm sure lots of people, even in high school, when they're picking physiotherapy as a subject, think, oh yeah, I'll make a lot of money doing that. You know, that's good. Yeah. And, mm. and why is... I could probably guarantee you that if doctors made no money, I don't think it would have a 99.95 ATAR in an interview to get to get into medicine. No, nah, not Plenty at all. Plenty of people would want to do it, but I don't think it would be, if it, if it wasn't as lucrative, it wouldn't be anywhere near as tough to get in, right? Yeah, but you could almost say the same for physio. Like, they're, yeah. they're kind of quite high, but I think maybe what people realise is that, um, let's suppose we could talk about dropouts within universities that they think, oh, they finally find out, okay, well, we don't actually earn as much as, as I first thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, I suppose there's that side of things too. And another um, reason why people go to medicine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We probably started with like 120 and maybe graduated with like 80, do you think, Rob? Oh, I, I reckon um, I remember talking to our anatomy lecturer so that was people that included both uh, physio and sports and exercise science, I think. But there were way less sports and exercise science. And in first year, we had 180. Mm. And so graduating four years later was 80 students. So yeah, it's a fair bit of a dropout there. The rate of attrition um, within four years is over 60% <laughs> in the university degree alone. That's, that's a great takeaway, isn't it, Rob? I yeah. think um, let's start to wrap up here. Um, yeah. Key takeaway from today? Look after yourselves massively. Look after yourselves. Look after your mental health. Um, try not to take work home. Uh, keep up with your with your personal hobbies and don't let, let the profession consume you. But 
uh, still follow your passions as well. Follow your passions within the profession. You know, if you're, if you're interested in sport and that's your passion, then follow it, do your weekend work, do everything that you love. Um, and just make sure that try to just look at every day as, as a new day and don't, don't try to look, uh, my advice would be don't try to look too far ahead in the future because it's, try not to plan too much because the plan always changes. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great summary of all things. And if <laughs> I have to add anything to it, Rob, I would just say have fun with it. It's not all uh, dim and, and dark as, as it may seem. Um, yeah. you, know, you should enjoy what you do. Uh, again, if you're passionate about something, do that. And if it's something like starting a podcast, don't be afraid to do it. Okay? <laughs> exactly right. right. We'll finish up there, guys. Uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. See you later. See ya.